Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Right, uh, where do I start? I think, I think, um, let me start like this. I think... um, Tonight is actually going to be more than I thought it was because of two reasons. One, I know the presence of God is here and you know that's, that's primary. But you wouldn't believe that today that I'm preaching, at 12 o'clock, thereabout today, man, you played Liverpool. <laughs> and man, you beat Liverpool. You cannot see. You c- that's just a fantastic start for a fantastic night. So there's just going to be double anointing for tonight. I'm just so free and, you know, I'm just excited. I just thought I'd put that there so that you know, if, in case I'm, I'm getting overexcited, you know where I'm coming from. Uh, the anointing and the victory. <laughs> and then I, I just really want to say, um, Kevin is not here, but say a big thank you to, to the Junction Church for this opportunity. Not just for myself, but for those of us that have been here enough long enough, you, you will discover that this place is almost like I was speaking with Nana, I was, and, and this um, analogy or something came into my head that this place is like a chocolate factory, you know, like that Twix advert, you, advert you've got the left hand smothering on, on the chocolate, and then <laughs> the right hand doing about the same thing, but they just use different words, you know. Yeah. But the point is that this church is, is like a chocolate factory. People come in here, they are well baked, they are well cooked. And then they are sent out. You know, it's, you know I can imagine those in, in the chocolate, chocolate factory. They make chocolates and all sorts of things. But they don't, they don't get to enjoy the chocolate because, you know, if you have all, then you die or something, you know. But <laughs> it, goes, it goes miles and does miles. That's, I mean, it does a huge, you know, it does so much that they don't even know, you know. Puts smiles on children's faces, on everybody's face. So I, that's the way I, you know. So I just really want to say thank you for, for, for creating such an environment for people to come and find God most importantly and then to go out there and make the difference because we are not we're not here to make ourselves feel good that's not what we are here for we're here to get it and the Bible says because you know you know because you know what befalls the young believer if he dies without Christianity the Bible says you because of that you know that you have that knowledge you actually persuade men. So when we, when we get baked here, we are kicked out and, or we are gone, and then we should go you know, and, 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 and do what it is that, that uh, we are actually meant to do. Um, having said that, I think I'll, I'll start my, my, uh, my tonight like this by saying we, we, we've heard this a thousand and one times, and, and that is we, we all have dreams. We all have callings. There is, is, it's not debatable. You have a calling. You have a goal. You have a dream. Uh, I mean, the, the, the only difference is that, or the only thing worth mentioning there is that every dream and every vision, everybody's dream differs from the other. I mean, you could see it from the, the, the categories of, of prayer requests tonight. It ranges from, you know, a child to... to a job to a thousand and one thing. Yeah. And that is how different we are. Yeah. That is how different the calling of God upon our lives is. So you can't, 
you know, I, I know I heard, you know, somebody asked God to clarify. That is actually fantastic, clarify a vision. But I, I'm glad that it's not just, oh, I don't know what it is, actually a clarification. So I'm glad that I'm talking to people who know that every one of us has a dream. You have a goal. I think as I progress tonight, I, I will substitute that word, you know, dream and goal and purpose for a calling. Because when you talk about a dream, then you, it, it, makes me, it makes us or it makes me think that we're looking at it from the way the world looks at it. And that is, you know, you, you are born and then you grow and then, you know, you start becoming aware of life and then you start having aspirations and you want to you want to get a good job marry a, you know fantastic beautiful wife like mine and you know you want to have kids and you know and it gets up and there and and when the more you you achieve those those goals you become more confident and you know you like but that's not a dream for me that's not a dream that is not a purpose that is not a calling that is not god has a purpose and a dream for each and every one of us. It's, it's, you, you, you're not born into the world, and then God's thought, mm, you've arrived, you're okay, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't pass away you know, early, you've, you've grown, and okay, so I think I can fit you into something. No, it's that he has a dream. Yeah. Yeah. He had a calling for you, then he said, you need to fit into this, so go into the world. I say that because I want to clarify what we see as a dream and as a calling, as a goal. I, I will be, it would be sad for me if I ask today, and oh, if I ask us here tonight and I say, what is your dream or what is your goal? And, and your dream and your goal does not end with, with that of eternity. Maybe that would sound too holy or too, you know, but I'm saying there is... N- the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yeah. Every other thing that we think are the dreams and the goals will be added. Yeah, so the goal and the dream, your so-called dream is actually not your dream. It's actually God's purpose, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'll say, well, if you understand, if we agree, we're on the same page that you have a goal and you have a calling. Well, I want to say that your calling and your goal should drive your life. Yeah. It should drive, drive the way you live, isn't it? Yeah. When, you, when you have an understanding of what you want, it actually determines the decisions that you make. Yeah. Yeah. I say that because the Bible says, Jesus, in, in Hebrews it says, Jesus, knowing the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. And, and that, that, that's, that verse is actually, you know, you wonder how can somebody's dream, because you know Jesus, you know his dream, you know, his, you know why he came on earth. Like since I've talked about a goal and a dream, he came that he may die. So that was his purpose. That was his calling. I say that because I wanted to understand that a dream is not always you're going to be the best preacher in the world or you're going to have the largest church, you're going to have the best job, you know, you're going to win a thousand and one. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not always a happy ending. Because I can imagine Jesus having a chat with his friends when he was about, let's say maybe ten or something. You know how kids talk and they go, what do you want to be when you want to grow up? You know, or, sorry, when you grow up, not when you want to grow up. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
And then imagine Jesus' conversation. While others are saying, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the savior of the world. And then I'm going to die at, at 30-something. And then I think if someone was to say that now, you look at the child and say, I think there's something wrong somewhere. <laughs> Quick. That's the way you look at it. But I'm saying that because I want us to know that if you understand that there is a calling upon your life and that calling is not yours, it's actually God, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. then I want to move on to say that the annoying thing about this understanding is this. Between the understanding of your calling, between the clarification, person asks for a clarification, between the clarification of your goal and your calling and the fulfillment of that, there's a time. There's a gap. There's a period. That period is sometimes long in people's, you know, depending on who you are, depending on what God's plan is. It could be long. It could be short. It could be interesting. It could be confusing. It could be anything. That period, that time period, is life. It's not just time, but it's life. It's unfortunate that you don't choose it. Because you can't live if you are dead. So you are born to life. If you get what I mean, you are born to life. So when you're born, you're now living. And that kickstarts it. So before you get from A to B, there's that gap. And that gap is life. At the moment, we're looking at the series Life Hack. You know, so it's saying there is life. You know, recap it again. You've understood that you're go, you know, you've got a call in born and then there's a time in between and then there's a fulfillment. But that in between is actually life. So how do you make the best use of life? Not that you will sit and enjoy and, and you know and, and, and say you have, you have well even if you actually say you have fought the good fight but you are saying it because you have, a, you have accomplished purpose in God. Yeah? I defined, I, sincerely, let me tell you this, I hadn't heard of life hack in my life. In fact, I came into church that day and I saw it on the board and I was like, what? I was trying to make it out until, yeah, I'm very bad. I don't, Facebook, I try. I'm on it. I think I've got a thousand and one plus friends. Boy, I don't know whether they know where I am. I don't know. So, I should have seen it, you know, that's what I'm saying, but I didn't know until, you know, Kevin introduced it and so I, I thought and I thought and I thought being a very intelligent guy I thought I'll just <laughs> let, let me cook up my own definition so I said it is simply seeing every situation every day of your life as an opportunity and making the best use of the opportunity by turning the ordinary to extraordinary I stole, stole those two last words from Kevin <laughs> extraordinary and extra uh, and ordinary but this is mine this is mine and this is the one that I like I said it is <laughs> It is, it is simply rising above the limitations in your life, hand in hand with Jesus. You cannot, you, you cannot do life without Jesus. If we've agreed that you're here, you are breathing just now because of God's purpose. And we've agreed that from the moment, from, from now until the fulfillment of that purpose, there is a there is a period. And if we've agreed that that period is life, I'm saying tonight that you don't choose what comes to you in life. You don't. It just comes. 
And my understanding about that is this. The Bible says that the, the, sort of, uh, the devil is, he, he is, you know, he is the ruler of his, he's the owner of this world, isn't he? That's why you find that inequality. He was in heaven, then he fell, and he's been given authority to play. So that's why you don't find it like God. There's no consistency. Yeah? So even though you are even though you are you are saved and and, 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 and you know redeemed and it doesn't it doesn't excuse you from anything. You have to face it. Well, if you say you don't want to face it, then I would have thought that the moment you give your life to Jesus Christ, then your life ends. So that that way, you know, you've hacked life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how can you hack life? How can you hack life if you haven't actually lived life? You know, the Bible says he, He's called us that He will show forth His glory to us. I mean, through us. And I'm, I'm, if He's called you to show forth His glory through you, then it means you have to you have to make do with it. That's what I'm saying in essence. You have to live it. But how to live it is the issue. And I'll go back again and say. You've got to understand that the dream is not your dream. You're actually existing because of the purpose of God, the calling of God for your life. So we've got to try. What I want to achieve tonight, or what I'm trying to achieve tonight, is to say, one, you have to accept it, that there is that time between the, fu- the fulfillment of your calling, of your goal, and, and the, the conception of it, or, or the acceptance of it. And, and for you to be able to manage that period, which is life, then you have to do it hand in hand with God. I, I, I really like this um, theme, but I think, like we've done, I think this is about the third or fourth um, um, message, isn't it? I think third or fourth. I like the fact that it's driven from a natural and a realistic sort of, not, not, not you know, heavy words from the Bible that, you know, it's personal experiences. And, and I love that. And that's the way I want to go tonight. So tonight, I want to tell you a story. Have I told you the title of my message yet? Yeah? I haven't. Okay, my error. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm looking at, oh, the, the, the title of my message tonight is The Time Between. Fancy. <laughs> See, it took a while to come up with that. And I think I had to because I was planning not to. But then Kevin texted me saying, okay, just let me know when you get the, t- the title and what you intend. I was like, oof, okay, so I have to get a title. So I thought I have to get a fancy one and a catchy one as well. So it's the time between. Now, I want to tell, I want to tell us, I want to make it personal. So I want to tell us a story. Forgive me if I'm going to sound really pompous, but Paul said, oh, I'm not going to boast. But if I boast, I will boast in this, that amongst all men, I was the least. But because God has found me, I can boast in this, that is not I. He was boasting. Yes, he wasn't boasting. But, 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 but that's because he knew what he was trying to pass across. He was trying to say, it's not me, it's Christ. But yes, it is me. So I want... So I want you to get it tonight that it's it's the point I'm making tonight is serious. I, I want I want I want to I want to tell you a story about my life. I want us to look at we'll look at Joseph because Joseph is in the Bible. So we'll relate with that. But again it's a story. And most of the times it's difficult to some people to connect with a story because it looks it sounds far away. Listen, 
not many people on the road there you stop today will listen to you read a, a, a verse in the Bible. Not many of them. If they do, maybe it's because they're hoping afterwards they ask you for a, a pound or something to get on the bus. To get what I mean. So it's not. It's not. Serious. So you're not mean. The only way is that they look at your life. People look at your life at work. They look at your life at school, at whatever. And they can see that there is something different about you. So I'm saying rather than we trying to, you know, the Bible says, you know, even when you're trying to get people to, to, to get born again in, at work and all that, don't bother. Just live the life that you've been called. Live the life. Let the light of God so shine. The Bible says that men will see your good works and it will begin to ring in their heads. I think I should read Genesis so that no one will say I didn't read the Bible. But it's a whole... Genesis 37. Let's go to Genesis 37. I think that's actually going to be the only one that I'll read tonight. So forgive me if I don't do any of that one. Uh, Genesis 37. I'll read from verse 2. He says, This is the account of Joseph. Joseph, a young man. I'm reading from 37 2, and I'll stop at verse 10. Sorry about that. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers the sons of Bilai and the sons of uh, Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Take note of that. He could distinguish between a good and a bad. So he already had a heart for God. Because if you keep reading, it talks about, oh, and, and Jacob had him in his old age, so he loved him. And he made him a coat. So anyone reading that, reading that will think, but well, you don't blame the brothers because Jacob already showed favor. Do you understand? Boy, it's not. He's saying, the Bible is saying there that he brought a bad report about his brother. So he, it means he could tell already. He already had a heart for God. Yeah? Now, Israel loved Joseph more, see what I was saying, than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age. And he made a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him. And could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers. They hated him all the more. He said to them. Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain. Out in the field. When suddenly. My sheep rose. And stood upright. While your sheaves gathered around mine. And bowed down to me. Verse 8. His brothers said to him. Do you intend to reign over us? I think they actually, they, I think they actually saw something other than the sheep. Because I mean, it's like Joe going to maybe Heidi and say, "We were playing our lead guitars, and all of a sudden your lead guitar fell, and it fell in front of mine." How do you interpret that as you will bow down and you worship me? <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is, see, when there's a calling of God upon your life. It's evident for all. And for every one of us sitting here tonight, it is evident. The call does not have to be like you had a dream. The call does not have to be that you are out there in the light. But everyone, as long as you've realized where you are, everyone sees it. But where I'm getting to tonight is this, that you do not have an excuse for wherever you are at the moment not to hack life. You do not have an excuse not to take what you've got at the moment 
hand in hand with God and walk through life. Because like I said earlier, life is not fair. The Bible says somebody, one of those, you know, one of those uh, prophets was, was saying, he said, the, 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 the entirety of a man's life is full of sorrow. That's the truth. That's life. But he's saying in between that, in between that, there is still victory. I'll read verse, uh, verse 9. He had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to, to me. Well, this one I think he was kind of direct because there are 11 in the family. And, you know, and he was talking about 11 people. You know, by, or 11 uh, sun and stars and mom and dad. And, you know. <laughs> verse 10 says, when he told his father as well as his brothers... His father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. I'll leave it at that. And I want to quickly jump and say, It's interesting that Joseph feared God, like I said earlier. Then he had a dream. So God showed him what God wanted him to achieve in his lifetime. And that was... In the future, there was going to be a famine. If you remember the story, there was going to be an issue in, in, in the future. And God had already planned for his family to be sorted. But he needed somebody. So glad that Joseph already had a heart for God. So God gave him that vision. But Joseph did not know the end. Did he? he didn't know that there was going to be a famine. He didn't even know in what land these sheaves were going to fall before him. But he kept it at heart. The point I'm trying to make is this, or where I'm driving at is this. From the conception of that dream to its fulfillment, there was a period. It was not one day. See the, see the next, the, the, the trail of events as it continued after that dream. I would have thought after that dream, maybe the next morning, a wind will blow. Joseph wakes up and there's a wind and then something happens and Maybe everybody, I don't know, something happens and somebody comes and says, oh, you are the king of this place now. And, you know, then he starts ruling. Then people start buying down. You think that the events should just follow because that's coming from God. But it didn't. The next stage was what? The brothers who saw something in him thought, let's kill him. Then they said, no. <laughs> then they said, no, let's not kill him. Let's sell him off. And he didn't even know. Just busy going through his normal day, he didn't know. He just kept going. Yeah? So they sold him off first time. And then the people they sold him to sold him off again. So taking him to this... I don't know what the distance... I don't know what the country, what the difference was. But taking him far away from that initial point of his dream. Yeah? And then he got to that place, to Potiphar's house. Then he was taken to prison, even further away. But the point I'm making here tonight is... There is time between the dream and its fulfillment. And it's you holding on to that dream, that call, that purpose, and walking with God that brings to fulfillment. The point I'm making tonight is that you are sat here tonight. Please don't think that you don't have a dream or your place, your call is not that significant in God's sight. Because if it was, maybe you would have been high there for everyone to see. Don't think that. Because it could be anything. I'll leave Joseph and I'll say, because I've got a few minutes to go, yeah? 
I will leave Joseph and I will go to my life and I say, please to every one of us sitting here tonight, if, I'm sure if I'm to ask you, what do you know about me? Or what do you think about me? You know, you see people sometimes and you, first, second, third in, impression, and you look at them and you say, mm, yeah, probably comes from a good home, fantastic home, probably parents, pastors, and church, and oh yeah, so yeah, and good school, and, and, and then, oh yeah, good job, and oh, his path is made. So when he's talking, he doesn't really know where I'm coming from. That's what you think when you see certain people. But I just want to take the, 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 the next few minutes to say, to jump through parts of my life and to tell you my journey to this point. Because I want you to know that it's not your dream. Because sometimes you don't know your dream. Sometimes you, it, it's not even clear enough. All that you need is a contrite and a broken heart. A heart that is seeking for God. Yeah, you might have the dream. You might have that vision to see Aberdeen saved. You might, you might have that. But it's still blurred because you don't know how it's going to be. It, you don't know how it's going to unfold. So don't bother about thinking of how it's going to unfold. Just bother about seeking first the kingdom of God. Then you are led. So I want to say to you tonight that my life is a typical example of someone who had a dream. I had a dream. I didn't sleep. I just had a dream. I, not, I didn't sleep. But I'll tell you like Joseph, I was born into a family. A huge, a large family. Huge or large is an understatement. My dad had five wives. My mom had 11 kids. As I'm standing here talking to you today, I don't know up to half of my family members. Why? Well, I was born in a village somewhere in Nigeria. When I say village, don't think of, you know, your countryside where you have... <laughs> don't, don't even go there. Don't think where you have flowers and, ta -ta -ta and light and... Just don't even go there. I'm talking about a village with no road. With... Let's, let's not even go there. <laughs> I wasn't just born in a village because you think, oh, yeah, we are born in a village, but you came out. I was born in a village, and out of nowhere, unfortunately for me, I was found with a disease, a fancy one. One of those diseases that, you know, you go to the hospital, and they are looking at you, and then they are taking photos, and you become, you even become more feeling important because, <laughs> if you understand what I mean. And I'm, not I'm talking about from the age of, as young as four or five. See, those of us sitting here, you don't, you've never seen me with a long sleeve, yeah? If I show you my right hand, it's, it's a scar that big all across. Now, this started, we're talking about years ago. We're talking about before I knew what good and bad was. But because of this, from a large family, eight out of my own direct mom or biological mom, because of this, which the enemy meant for evil, yeah, God had a plan. He had a plan for today. But I didn't even know it then. But because of this, which was bad, I was taken out and to go find something to, to, to work it. Yeah? So I came into town. That's the first time I knew that peop other people existed. 
I'll leave it at that for you. Because of that, I couldn't go to school. Up until the age of 10, 12, I couldn't speak a word of English. Yeah? But my English today... <laughs> Not a word of English. I'm serious. So if you can't speak English, you can't go to school. Yeah? The first time I entered a classroom, you know how you've got the education... We were colonized by the British, so we've got this six, six, six. You know, you go to school, primary school, six years, secondary school, six years. Now, I didn't go to primary P, what you guys call P, and no primary one, no primary two, no primary three, no P1, P2, P3. The first time I entered a classroom was in P4. That's primary four. There's no... Then I did P4 and 5. I had a dream. I knew that I was different. Or I thought I was different. Because the moment I began to know what I was and, or who God was, it, I just, you know, you find God and it just changes your life. And I thought, with this or not that. Paul, Paul was talking somewhere. He says he prayed to God that God would take away a thorn that was in him. You know, but... God didn't. But he said, he didn't or he didn't. But that was, he says, that was there to keep me. Do you understand? So I told myself, I said, God has a plan for me and it's going to work. So I did P4 and P5 and I told my uncle and aunt and I said, look, I've lost years. People are ahead. My, my age means are ahead. So I'm just going to go into four and five, do an entrance exam and go further to secondary school. And that didn't work because somebody thought, who are you? What do you think you are? The, the, the first time I entered a secondary school was, you know how you got SJS 1, 2, 3, yeah? I didn't do 1, 2, 3. The first time I entered a secondary school was an SS1. That's the senior level. Church, there is no time to tell you but I'm, I'm telling you this tonight to say you are sitting here tonight and you think oh okay maybe if I had a dad by my side constantly to show me the ways of the Lord or, or maybe if I had my family together I, life throws a thousand and one things to you life throws a thousand and one things the only victory you've got is in God story continues but there is no time so maybe another time yeah? But what I want to say tonight is, again, reiterate it tonight because I've said it already, is this. See, you, have, you don't have an excuse, for You don't. You've walked into here tonight. It means you could get on the bus. It means you could, you, it means you could make the decision to get into here tonight. And please, find what that calling is. Find it because it's there. If you, don't, if you can't find it, if it's looking difficult, then just take your neighbors as they call. <laughs> if you think it's going to be big and it hasn't come yet, maybe God is still trying to work it out. Just take your neighbors. He won't mind. <laughs> I don't know how to put this tonight, but I really, because I know that there are so many of us, I, I, I hear people and, oh, if not this, if not this, I sympathize with you, but you don't know half of it. Hope my mom and dad are gone. 
So I'm living life today, having hacked through life, and I wish they were around to enjoy it. But that doesn't change. That shouldn't, it shouldn't even, it shouldn't. Let's be on our feet, church. Let's be on our feet. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.junctionchurch.com.